Welcome to the Para Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra, and I'm so excited because today is episode 10. That means that we're getting into the double digits with the podcast, and I couldn't be more excited. So today I had a topic in mind. I wanted to talk about punishment with parrots, why punishment doesn't work, what we can do instead of punishing our birds, and why punishment is a bad idea for birds. And we'll jump right into that after I answer a couple of YouTube questions. I was going through them earlier and there were two questions that I thought I'll answer these on the podcast so I don't have to do a lot of writing and I can elaborate a little bit more. If you ever have questions or comments, then I will try to respond as best I can. If I don't respond in writing, then I might respond in a blog post or on the podcast or in the form of a short video, like a reel or a short, or I might include it in a YouTube video. So I do my best to reply to everybody. So on a recent short video about fruits, I got a comment asking about dates and if dates are safe for birds, if they can eat them. And the short answer is yes, dates are safe for birds. They can eat them, but they are high in sugar. So we need to be really mindful of that. Dried fruit is always going to have more sugar than not dried fruit. And so that's something to keep in mind. If you consider the small body of your parrot compared to yours, they can't have as much sugar because it builds up all of this pent-up energy that they need to get out. And I've mentioned this before that in the wild, parrots can afford to eat more sugar because they're foraging, flying, and exercising usually a lot more than our captive birds. So controlling how much sugar they're eating is going to be important and treating fruits, including dried fruits like dates, um, you would just want to make sure that you're giving it in small amounts and feeding it like a treat or dessert. So I personally love my jewel dates. What Mia just did is adorable. She completely walked into my hair and she's in there like it's a curtain, but I personally love medjool dates. They are delicious. They are soft, chewy. They make smoothies a little sweeter. They make everything a little better. Dates with a little bit of peanut butter is also a really great snack. And one to two medjool dates and my sweet tooth is curbed. So I love medjool dates. And if you do too, I have a little hack for you. Put them in the freezer. They are even better. They're chewier. They're more caramelly. Medjool dates in the freezer. That's where I keep them and they are perfect. Believe me. And if you try it, leave me a comment and tell me if you love it. So occasionally when I'm having a medjool date, they're not frozen. They're just extra chewy and delicious from the freezer. I'll let Mia have a bite and she loves it. Now it's a sweet fruit. So your parrot is most likely going to love dates, but we don't want to give them too much sugar, but they are also great for binding. If you want to make little treats at home for your bird, like homemade Nutri-berries, then dried fruit is going to be great for binding. 
But with fruit, we also have to talk about sugar. And I've noticed this with Mia on days where I've been having extra fruit because fruit is in season and I love all the summer fruits. And if y'all don't know, I'm obsessed with mangoes. So I've been having like a mango a day. And of course, if she doesn't get some, she tries to steal some. And I've observed her on the days where she's had a little bit more sugar than I would give her in the form of fruit. And on those days, I can tell she has a lot more energy. She's a lot more vocal. She's a lot more energized. She needs to fly and forage and she's constantly doing something. So if your bird is on a high sugar diet, then they're going to probably have those behaviors. And the way to eliminate that is going to be to reduce those sugars and get more veggies into their diet. Mia eats a veggie chop every morning. So I don't really have that issue except on the days where I know she's had more sugar. And that's when I observe and I say, oh, I see the sugar high. So it's a real thing. Even if kids eat a whole chocolate bar, they're going to be running around like lunatics. I actually watched a Modern Family episode last night, where if you've watched the show, it's one of the greatest shows ever. It's so funny. And Gloria, I love her. She makes me laugh so much. But Luke, the character who is the child of one of the families, He's a young boy and he gets a bag of junk food and all this chocolate. And then he's just like running around so pent up energy and acting like all crazy because of the sugar high. Now think about how small a bird is and how much little sugar it would take for them to get that sugar high. So I can eat a whole date, but Mia can certainly not ever eat a whole date because that would just be too much sugar. I don't even think she'd be able to finish it, but I wouldn't even let her. So then I had another question from someone asking about if it would be a good idea for them to take on a two-year-old son conure within their family from a relative because it needs to be rehomed. But this person works 12 to 13 hour night shifts in IT, but they do work from home. And then after their shift in the morning, they go to the gym and then around 10 a.m. they're finished. They come home and they get ready for bed. And they were asking if it would be a good idea or what my thoughts, my take would be on them getting this bird because they've always wanted a bird. They've been interested in parrots. And so here is my take. I'm going to recommend watching my video on should I get a son conure because I cover a lot of different things and aspects, including work schedules in there. And they also mentioned that they saw that birds can adapt and you can adapt their schedules. And that's absolutely true. You can adapt your bird's schedule so that they're up all night and then they sleep during the day, but it's not natural. And they also commented that they do know that it's not natural. And so in my opinion, I think if it's something that you've always wanted and you have the opportunity and you think it's the right time and you're going to be able to provide your bird the social aspect, healthy diet, the time, the dedication, the training, the care and all that stuff, then I'm not going to stand in your way and tell you whether you should do something or you shouldn't do something. But I will say that personally, I wouldn't do it because 
birds naturally rise with the sun and go to sleep when the sun goes down. And we'd be flipping their schedule upside down. And I also think that it's really important for birds to have daylight and sunlight and also get opportunities to get outside into the sunlight during the warmer months and good weather. So I don't know if I would want to do that. But again, every person is different and your schedule might change in the future. Your work could change and maybe your schedule would change where you're working during the day and you're sleeping at night. And then you can include your bird into your routine and your schedule that way. But ultimately it's going to be up to you whether you think that you're going to be able to manage or not. And I know that this person also mentioned that they are pretty flexible at work. So they would be able to multitask and spend time with their bird while they are working these long 12, 13 hour shifts throughout the night, but at home and working from home is always a plus. I love it because I can always spend time each day with Lambo, our dog and Mia, our green cheek conure. And so I'm able to provide them with lots of walks and enrichment and social time and training and all of these different things throughout each day. So working from home and having pets is definitely a huge plus. Parrots are also diurnal creatures. So that means they're very active during the day and they rest at night. And I always am an advocate for as close to nature as possible. The other thing with sun conures is sun conures are a lot louder than green cheeks and they can be very vocal and they tend to be vocal during the day when it's bright and light out and that might disturb your sleep, but it also might mean that your bird doesn't get the proper quiet, uninterrupted, dark 12 hours of sleep that they need. And that can result in different types of behaviors, negative behaviors that we don't want to see from our birds. So I'm just not entirely sure on what your situation is and if it's going to work for you. And that's going to be up to you. And if you do end up going that route, then I do recommend that for the sleep time, your parrot has a room where it's just dark, like blackout curtains, there are sleep cages in there, the door is closed, it's quiet, so that they know it's completely sleep time and then that they have that quiet time because sleep is going to be important for your bird, just like it is for us when we're not well rested, especially for days in a row, we get cranky and we get a lot more snappy, agitated and things like that. And it's the same for our birds. Sleep is important. Diet is important. Exercise is important. There are all these different elements and factors that we need to consider when we have birds or when we want to get a bird to ensure that they thrive. So if our parrots don't get adequate sleep or a healthy diet on all of these different things or social time, exercise, training, sunlight, um, it can mean that their well-being emotionally and physically will be impacted. 
And so ultimately, it's going to be up to you. I hope that this helps you in making your decision. And let me know in the comments of this video what you decided. So the topic for today is punishment in parrots. Now, punishment is a very inhumane, ineffective, and cruel way to treat our birds or try to train our birds or teach them something. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work with parrots. Parrots are not built that way. They don't have this understanding of wrong from right. For example, and I use this example often because it's a good one, but we also have a dog and a bird. And dogs will try to please their owners, whereas with parrots, they want you to please them. They're very much about what's in it for me. Whereas a dog, if they do something that they weren't supposed to do, they chew your shoes or I don't know, do something else then they are most likely going to try and make up for it. You'll see their puppy dog eyes and how apologetic they are and they don't do it again or sometimes they do depending on the dog, but you get the idea. And with parrots, it's kind of the opposite. They don't really care what you want. They're more uh, interested in their natural instincts and their needs rather than their humans needs. Sorry, but it's the truth. And parrots who get punished, they develop a lot of aggressive behaviors and negative behaviors because they get fearful, they get stressful, and a fearful and stressful bird is harmful to their overall well-being and their emotional health. So it, they can also develop anxiousness and they'll likely be biting and develop other behavioral issues. And punishment also destroys your bond with your bird and they will trust you less and it's going to break that trust and trust is hard to build. We know that with humans, but also with animals and we need to really show them that they can trust us and punishing them in the form of, I don't know, screaming, freaking out, flailing your arms, trying to hit them and it should go without saying that you should never hit your bird or depriving them of something or just anything cruel and inhumane, it just shouldn't be done and it doesn't work. And breaking that bond with your bird is going to have negative consequences on your relationship. And that's when there can be a lot of biting and aggression and breaking of the skin when biting. And so that leads to more frustration on the owner and more frustration for the bird and you and your bird slowly become to disconnect more and more. But this is also why parrots are often rehomed because we just don't always understand them as humans. And that's why having pets, you need to really understand their behavior and also their natural behaviors so that we don't get frustrated with that. So some natural behaviors that people might not understand, chewing, distraction, vocalizing, we need to understand that those are their natural behaviors. And they're not chewing something because they want to make you angry or get back at you for something. It's just natural instinct. 
So as pet owners, we need to bird safe our homes so we don't make certain things available for them to chew. Like, I don't know. Like if there's something that you know that your bird is always chewing on, then you want to remove that. And if your bird is chewing furniture, you want to redirect them to something that they can choose. So maybe their bird stand with chewable, safe bird toy. Constant punishment can also lead to your bird having this learned helplessness where they just stop engaging or learning in positive behaviors because they don't know how to avoid punishment and everything seems to lead to punishment. And we already talked about this, but it's going to lead to more aggression and aggressive behaviors that we don't want to see. And of course, no one wants to be bit by their bird, lunged at by their bird, attacked by their bird. And we want to ensure that we're not doing things that's going to cause them to develop these behaviors Parrots are not going to understand the reason for the punishment, which can lead to more frustration and confusion. As I mentioned, they don't know wrong from right. So instead of punishment, this is what we should be doing. Positive reinforcement. This works like a miracle. Positive reinforcement is using rewards, it's using treats, it's using praise, good bird, well done, and things like this to reward desired behaviors. So the behaviors that we want to see more of, stepping up, recalling, playing with their toys on their bird stand, pooping at their poop station, being quiet. We need to be consistent and patient with our birds and reward the behaviors that we want to see. These positive reinforcement-based methods are going to strengthen the bond between you and your bird, but it's also going to encourage them to repeat the positive behaviors and not the negative ones. And when we react to negative behaviors, for example, we scream when they bite us or we put them into the cage when they're misbehaving, then they're going to always do that same behavior to get either a reaction or say they want to be put into the cage. They're going to do that bad behavior, maybe come bite you or destroy what they're not supposed to or do something that you always put them in the cage after, they're going to now do that every time they want to go into the cage. Or they're going to bite you to get a reaction, to get some action. When things are loud and something's happening, they like reactions. So they're going to keep doing that for something to happen. So we don't want to react. We don't want to scream and flail our arms. Just ignore it. Like nothing happened. No reaction is going to work better than a huge reaction with birds. Then we also need to understand natural behaviors. So like I mentioned, chewing, foraging, vocalizing, these are normal and punishing normal behaviors is going to be very frustrating for your bird because they're just doing what comes naturally to them. They're natural instincts. And we don't want to leave these little babies frustrated. Oh my gosh, Mia looks so cute sleeping in my hand. I can't handle it. Another thing that we can do is redirect behaviors. So we want to redirect unwanted behaviors instead of using some kind of 
punishments or reactions to more appropriate alternatives. So as I mentioned, if your bird is chewing on furniture, redirect them to their bird stand where they have chewable toys. If you don't have a bird stand with chewable safe toys, create them a foraging tray. Something to redirect them. And if you don't have a bird stand with a foraging tray or a foraging tray, then check our video out on Instagram and YouTube shorts of how I set up a small bird stand. And I use half of the bottom as a foraging tray because it's the area where Mia never poops. Because the way this bird stand is set up is it has these kind of like perches that are stairs. Not every bird stand is like this, but there's so many different bird stands and options out there. So having those as something that they can do when they're out of the cage is going to be great for redirection. And if they bite you, putting them in the cage is not going to be a great redirection. You want to redirect them to doing something else or putting that beak towards their bird stand to a toy or something like that. And through positive reinforcement and redirecting, a lot of behavioral issues in parrots can be resolved. And it's going to also make the bond between you and your bird a lot stronger. And emotionally healthy birds really thrive when they're allowed to explore their natural instincts and just get positive interactions with you when they're redirected or rewarded for the behaviors that we want to see. And then eventually we'll start seeing more of those behaviors. Parrots are really emotional and intelligent creatures. And so punishment is going to be ineffective and really harmful to their well-being. And if you're struggling to understand why your bird is biting or behaving in a certain way, then it's important to do some research so that we can understand their behaviors. Sometimes unwanted behaviors are because of stress, boredom, diet, health issues, and other things like that. And sometimes it's a simple fix and it's easy to narrow down what the issue is. And sometimes it's not. And when it's not, and you've done your research, then I really suggest getting a consultation with a bird behaviorist or a bird professional that offers consultations and can help you one-on-one -on -one in understanding your relationship and what the problem is and how you can fix it. And there are quite a few that offer consultations. I've done consultations myself with bird tricks when we first got mango because I didn't know what I was doing and I wanted to understand everything. And at the time, there didn't seem to be a lot of parrot information out there. So I did do those consultations. Another one that offers consultations is Best Behaved Birds, and that's run by Sophie, Bird Nerd Sophie, and David, the parrot teacher. And they're really great as well. And they also offer video consultations. If you're in the UK, they do in-home consultations or even texting consultations. So they also offer a variety of options to communicate and help you. And they also provide you with a report. Um, there's also Jen from the Green Bird Brigade. She also offers consultations. So finding a parrot professional, sorry, professional 
is going to be helpful in doing that consultation one-on-one so you can really understand what the problem is and getting to the bottom of it so that you can improve your bond with your bird. So that's it for today. I hope that this was helpful for you. It gave you a little bit of insight and better understanding to your parrots. And yeah, if you have any comments or questions, leave them for me and I will get back to you. So that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in to the Parrot Podcast by Poodles and Parrots. I'm your host, Sandra, and I'll see you or you'll hear me in the next episode.